Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here today. It's a sunny, crisp day here in Seattle. A fine day to take your dog for a walk. As always, enjoy the sun while we have it here in Seattle, wherever you're listening from. I hope you have decent weather enough to go for a nice walk with your dog today. I'm excited to have a guest in the booth with me. Always a treat. Dr. Aaron Zamzow is a, a veterinarian. And uh, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. Hi, Julie. Nice to be here. And um, a veterinarian and also owner of Vivo Animals, which is a uh, helps your dog, well, pet, lots of animals actually we'll talk more in detail about, but detox. So we're going to be talking today about toxins, toxics, first of all, that'll be one of my first questions because I asked you about that, Dr. Zamzow, because you were saying toxics versus toxins um, in the environment, in food, in vaccines, in flea medication. And what prompted this, um, me asking you about this was that I was you know, one of many times that I was sitting across from a client for a training and behavior related consultation. And, you know, I'm always asking, especially with reactive behavior, but just in general about chemical flea medication, because I've seen over the years, um, some dogs have a behavioral reaction to the pesticides, which are neurotoxins. And the one that I researched is fipronil a few years ago and learned that it basically causes hyper-excitation of nerve cells. Their words, not mine, of of the studies that I read. And, um, you know, anxiety, reactive behavior, phobias that would develop all of a sudden after a family started um, or changed to a different one. So I was like, why is this happening? Because they say on the label, totally fine for your dog and cat. Don't worry about it. Don't touch it, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and this one might cause miscarriage in pregnant women. Totally fine for your dog, though. And I'm like, really? That doesn't make sense to me. So anyway, so I was asking you, hey, I reached out to you. Um, You've got this product that I remembered a friend told me about a few years ago. And, you know, what can I, you know, if I've got a client who's got a dog who's reactive and I know that they've got this stuff in their system, what can we do to get it out of the system as fast as we can? Right. And then that leads us to your product, which we'll be talking about today in a little bit. But I wanted to start off talking about, okay, toxics versus toxins, first of all, (laughs) so that I am not thinking about it every time I say it. That's a science nerd thing. Um, So toxics in the in the scientific world, we definitely usually think about as a substance that is non-biologic. Um, so a chemical that is, you know, chemicals aren't bad, right? Everything's, we got chemicals, whatever, they're natural. Yeah. Um, but it's more of a man-made, um, or a non-biologic. So say a heavy metal is natural, but it's considered a toxic. 
uh, a toxin is is usually a metabolic byproduct or say from a bacteria like an endotoxin or a um, a mycotoxin from a mold something like that so it's a technicality <clears throat> in general terminology how it's commonly used most people just say toxins and we even do that if you look at our website and stuff because a lot of a lot of people really don't understand the difference like, what? they'll think it's a typo yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I, I, I have a sister. I, my, both of my sisters are environmental scientists, and and uh, my my older sister is. She's like, it's a toxic, not a toxin. So there you go, Kendra. If you're listening, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, <clears throat> now, there's lots of different ways that. I mean, one of the things that you said as we were talking before the show is how. It's really, uh, I mean, everywhere, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and how we're just bombarded and that our our animals are, you know, certainly not exempt from just being bombarded by toxics. Yeah. Um, some just in the environment that we, we can't help, you know, what they're mm-hmm. going to um, come in contact with. And then there's ways that we can control it. Uh, the, the types of household cleaners that we use, the food, we you know, food, food, food gut, 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 as right. far as overall health. Um, so what are like, be, from your perspective, what are some of the key points in this broad conversation of um, toxics in the environment and how they're impacting our pets? And I think, I think for me, like, how are they impacting our pets? Well, I think it's important to kind of understand that historically, since... Um, Basically, since about the, the measurements from 1930 to around 2000, the global production of man-made chemicals um, has gone from about a million tons a year to 400 million tons a year that's being put out into the environment in one form or another, air, food, water. Um, so that's a lot. You know, that's, that's, that's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in, in just toxins that the planet is being exposed to. Mm-hmm. There's very little regulation. Mm. Uh, there's about 100,000 chemicals that are, that are registered um, in, in Europe with the EU. Um, and I think, may, I'm, don't quote me on this one, but I, I think it's somewhere around 80,000 registered in the United States. Um, and there's very little known about the toxicity of all of these different substances. Everything from what we're putting uh, products into to the nonstick liners uh, in food products like candy bars or even dog treats or a lot of health foods even have these things. Um, There's only about 14% of the highest production volume of chemicals have enough data to even compile a safety assessment of. So we just don't we just don't know. We do know that a lot of the studies that have been done are showing that things like heavy metals, endocrine disruptors, plasticizers are, are showing up in all of us, in our pets, in wildlife, in humans, um, in the umbilical cord blood of, of newborn babies. The Environmental Working Group did a a study on that showing over 200 chemicals in the average newborn baby. Mm. Um, 
there was just recently a a story on NPR about how pervasive plastics are in the not not just big chunks of plastic like polluting the ocean and polluting the roadways, but actually microplastics that are broken down and are in our bodies. Hmm. So it impacts every single system, and we're all in it together. How do you think that is impacting us on a you know, how how we are evolving or how our bodies are working since it's so global. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So I'm, you, you mentioned um, endocrine disorders. Some of them have neurological implications. So this must be showing up, this increase that you said of just the production of chemicals from, was it the 1930s to now, mm-hmm. is just you know, so much higher as we continue to move through time, we get more toxic. Yeah. Um, so how is that changing us on the on the inside? Or I'm sure it's showing up in disease. Well, it is showing up in in disease, but it's not it's not that cancer is necessarily a, 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 a current society disease only or neurologic issues or um, attention issues or depression mm. or, or anything like that. But the the scale is certainly uh, becoming, I, I think actually it's a testament how to how amazingly we're made. Yeah. That we are still pretty functional <laughs> overall. Even, you know, that we are coping, that we have these beautiful detoxification mechanisms in, in all of our bodies, in, in all systems. There's, there, even in plants, there's a way to protect themselves. So, you know, it's, it's an, a built-in system. It's just getting overwhelmed. Mm. And so we have... Um, and, and I'm not one to try to draw a straight line. You know, I don't think that correlation equals causation, um, in a lot of these situations, but it just stands to reason that if, if we have this many chemicals and we're finding them in our, in our bodies and we can, we can cite studies now on several of them about the impacts on hormones, endocrine systems, uh, carcinogens, neurologic activity that and then we see the rise in depression anxiety cancer diabetes uh you know a lot of this stuff sure can be related to our our food but when it's hap- when some of these things are happening in our animals and their their basic diet it's not like they're eating at mcdonald's right like your horse isn't going through mcdonald's and eating junk because they're they're eating the hay and the grain and everything but their systems have changed, you know. Dogs would be, a lot of dogs, I think, would be lucky if they were going through McDonald's based off of what's put in a lot of pet food. Exactly. Right? And it's a huge source of the, of the toxicity. Um, our food systems in this country, particularly, and the way we raise animals uh, for food it, it is a huge source of toxins from the the concentration, the stress that the animals go through Mm -hmm. in the large animal ag, the amount of antibiotics that are put into feed, the the pesticides, that the the topical pesticides, say, for, you know, on cattle. Right. Um, It it all makes its way into the food system if we're consuming or if our pets are consuming those products. Mm -hmm. Um, But even... Even not taking the the food system into account or in addition to that, just looking at 
at how exposed our pets, our dogs and cats are to the things that are in our homes mm-hmm. and looking at how their levels of toxins are, you know, sometimes two to five times higher than, than they, per body weight than they are in their human companions. It's, it's really remarkable. Hmm. So when you say endocrine, what's an, I mean, so hormones, the, the intelligence of the body that, and I always, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to mess with any system, but I always get especially about endocrine stuff. Sure. Because our, our hormones are, um, they, they are very, very important messengers Mm -hmm. and they control a lot of things. Our thyroid is an endocrine gland, Mm -hmm. our pancreas, um, you know, we have, we secrete uh, hormones and chemical messengers through our adrenal gland all the time. Mm-hmm. Our pancreas controls um, our metabolism in part with, you know, insulin. Uh, digestion through digestive enzymes, that's more of an exocrine than an endocrine. But uh, you can't really impact one aspect of a gland and not impact the other functions. <laughs> Thyroid disease is a is a huge thing, and it manifests differently in dogs than it does in cats, usually. Mm -hmm. Dogs are more like people, more likely to get hypothyroidism, to get a sluggish, under-functioning thyroid. It's very common in dogs. Cats are more likely to get a high-functioning thyroid, a hyperthyroid system, Mm -hmm. which is more like Graves' disease in people. Can dogs be hyperthyroid? It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually seen a hyperthyroid dog in yeah. my practice. Lots of hyperthyroid cats. Yeah. Well, very interesting. And it's it's like, okay, you know, ah, there's toxics, toxins everywhere, everywhere. Okay. All right. So what? <laughs> well, let's not freak out now no, and just run out of here. Out. We're all in here. Eric, I gotta go. I can't take it. <laughs> and we've all evolved along the same the same path. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Jeez, one thing after the other these days, huh? All right. So we know that this is the way that that things are and are likely going to continue to go in that direction. And I think your point is a really great one. And I've thought this before a number of different times where I'm like, I can't believe we're all still alive. Mm -hmm. Like that we survive ourselves and everything and what a majority of this country anyway is eating and the food that's, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's like, wow, we are so, um, our ability to adapt and deal with all of this is really incredible. So for our pets, um, you know, what are some, aside from your product, which we'll talk about um, in depth, but aside from that, which is Vivo Animals, by the way. VivoAnimals.com is the website, V-I-V-O-Animals.com. So you can check that out. We're going to be talking more in depth about that in the second part of the show. So what are some things that may just be easy ways that could really make a difference for, you know, your pets as far as trying to minimize this bombardment? And I think your point of it's not that our bodies aren't set up to handle um, you know, getting rid of toxics, toxins, and toxins. Um, 
but it's the overwhelm factor. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to catch my breath, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some easy ways that people can not, um, you know, contribute to this overwhelm? Sure. I, I, I think there's there's a lot of ways, and it all depends on our means mm-hmm. and our, our, our time factor. Mm-hmm. I don't want for anybody having a, a, a cat or a dog companion to be such a financial and time burden that only certain people can have them, you know, because they're wonderful assets to our lives. And but I think that a lot of the things that we can do for them are things that that would benefit us, the human family as well. Um, Looking at the the toxins in furniture, Mm. um, it's it can be expensive to get a toxin free couch or bed. But just knowing that that's in there, um, looking at uh, say if you use, if you choose to use nonstick uh, pots and pans or appliances that have a nonstick like kitchen appliances that have a nonstick surface, those are not safe if it's if it's over a certain temperature like very high temperatures, which is, is I think it's like four hundred and fifty or something like that. But you know you don't want to leave a a Teflon or nonstick pan smoking on the stove. You know, just be careful about mm. how you use that stuff because it gets into the air. Looking at, um, if you say if you get upholstery or even clothing that has the stain resistant um, covering on it or, or put into the materials, that's a source of toxicity. Uh, eating dishes. I personally like inert glass. <laughs> If it's possible, um, you know, metals, okay, sometimes too, but avoiding plastic food and water dishes, look at the toys that they eat and chew on like dogs, you know, they chew on a lot of toys. A lot of that plastic is full of, um, things like bisphenol A or phthalates, which are either they help plastic to be rigid or they help plastic to be soft. And those are endocrine disruptors. Yeah. The topical flea and tick medications. Sometimes use them as a last resort. Use everything else first. You know, try your your uh, wonder side or your, um, you know, safely, of course, essential oils. You have to be very careful about yeah. that. And cats. Um, flea busters. You know, things like that. Try Try to manage your home. And your environment in yeah. a way where using a topical insecticide is, is really a last yeah. resort. And if you do, give your animals that extra support, yeah. whether it's through, through you know, our product or a, a good liver cleanse or um, a digestive cleanse. Just understand that they may need some extra support in eliminating that. So a lot of it, I think, is just about awareness. Don't spray you know, try to have a chemical-free lawn. The dogs and cats that go outside, they pick up everything on their feet. Mm-hmm. Try to, I know it's a pain, but if you're out walking your dog in a park, you may want to have a little foot bath or a wipe before they come in. Mm. You know, things like that. I, I wouldn't want to overwhelm any pet owner to the point right. where, where you don't enjoy having an animal. Yeah. But but there are a lot of things that we can do. And food, of course, just like with us, having having a clean, as clean as possible food source. Sometimes that even, for some people, they like to do home-cooked food, 
and then they can know more about the ingredients. There are some brands of food that are more particular about where they source things, and they're careful to use um, non-genetically modified ingredients or right. as organic as possible. Okay, so two things. Um, one, I just wanted to point out because I, people ask me about fleas all the time, and I'm talking about flea medications a lot with my clients and um, have done a few shows over the years. I just wanted to give those products a plug again because both you mentioned two that I, when somebody asks me, what do I recommend? So flea busters, we've had a lot of success with that. Absolutely. Treating the environment first because mm-hmm. fleas spend over half their life cycle in the environment and the flea and tick industry <clears throat> tends to focus mostly on putting things on or in the pet. Yeah. But if you can make your environment hostile to fleas and so flea busters dehydrates the environment just by put, sprinkling it into carpeting, totally non-toxic, uh, sprinkle it all over your carpeting, brush it in your carpet to kind of create a static charge and get it down in there. And then you can vacuum over it and the treatment will stay there and it just dehydrates the environment. And then the wonder side, they have a lot of products, but they have their, it's like a bar soap that we've used for just a great way to get fleas off your dog's body is to just give your dog a bath Mm -hmm. and suds, suds, suds like crazy and rinse, and then I'll even suds again if I have to because the sudsing traps the adult fleas and they'll just rinse down the drain. So there's a lot of things that you can do. And Wonderside has some outdoor application products too. Sprays or... Sprays for garden areas where your pet hangs out. You know, understanding the flea life cycle and being diligent, I think, is the key to that. You know, a couple of fleas are not going to hurt any dog unless they're just horribly allergic but that infestation, when we're not on top of it, yeah. can, can be really difficult. Do you know what what works for ticks? Actually, Wonderside works really well. For Does ticks. it? Yeah, okay. I, I'll have people spray their spray their dog before they go for a hike or something. Just you know, down the legs or the furry parts where they okay. just kind of brush it in, um, and then. You know, with ticks, it's it's being diligent about running your hands over your dog after you've been out on a hike or something yeah. and finding them, getting them off right away. Yeah. I grew up in Massachusetts, and we I oh. pulled a number of ticks off myself over the years and, mm-hmm. and certainly our pets. And I have clients that are maybe moving to an area. You know, I don't miss them because we don't have them here in Seattle. Not much anyway. Um, but then if I've got someone who's moving somewhere that I know that they have ticks. We do have them in eastern Washington, yeah. too, so yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Well, good to know. And then the other thing that sort of jumped out at me was when when we think of like plastics or when I think when you're talking about like the plastic toy and the dog is chewing on the plastic toy and there's, you know, shreds of plastic that they're getting off with their teeth. Um, I think of that as a, um, you know, just visually a, a hard piece of something, flake of something, or chunk of something, I might worry about an obstruction um, if it's a larger piece. But I think it's interesting, like, if it's a piece of plastic and it's going into the system, I think of it as a hard piece and that nothing's actually, it's going to, like, move through and nothing's actually being absorbed into the body. I think that's a comforting way to think of it. <laughs> right. No, it just struck me as like yeah, I totally yeah. get I yeah. totally get what you're saying yeah. and I know enough to know that that's not the case, but I think 
it probably occurs to people a lot as, mm -hmm. oh, it's just like nothing's, there's no chemicals or what did you say? There was like a, it was a something microplastic or. Yeah. When, when plastic breaks down, whether it's in the digestive tract or in the environment or say even coming off something in our washing machine and getting flushed out into the water table, uh, they're just little tiny, tiny microscopic particles of plastic, and that's what can get into the body and in, into wildlife and continue to sort of have that um, a negative impact on a, a whole being, on a whole organism. Hmm. And you, usually with plastics, we think of them as, as being more of the, of the endocrine disruptors, mm. where they can ingredients can mimic hormones, trick the body. We don't get the proper signaling. Hmm. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. So the plastics, I think it's interesting because, like, if I think of a plastic bottle, it, you know, this whole world of um, things we can't see. Yeah. You know? And we can't, and I think it's easy to forget about the things that we can't see as if they're not there or, you know, treat it like it's not there. If I can't see it, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Typical human arrogance, right? Well, I think that's sort of the crux of, of how we got to this place is that we don't, we don't really look at what we might not know yet. <laughs> you know, we, we don't really say, wow, how, how might this impact things several generations from now? How might this mm. product break down? How might this ingredient that is doing you know making our lives so wonderful and so easy over here whether it's you know cleaning a countertop or a toilet or you know packaging food we've just failed to think ahead which you know for as amazingly intelligent and creative um and ingenious as humans can be it's just something we kind of forgot to do mm. so we need to start doing that and we need to look at, um, at at the systems in place that are allowing unregulated industry to proliferate and 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 be irresponsible about. Yeah. Well, I think know. that that's and that was something that you said a, a few times when we were talking. You know, before we came on air, was this regulations thing, and I think that a lot of people assume, um, certainly for human products for humans. And the, re the regulations are even less existent for animals um, that it's that if this is something that I bought on the shelf of a supermarket, it's safe. Absolutely. You know, not don't drink it if it's a cleaner or something. OK. Or don't put it in my eye, you know, mm -hmm. but but I, you know, I can use it and it's not going to yeah. be dangerous. That's exactly it. The assumption by a lot of people is that. Um, well, somebody's checked this out. Yeah. It's, if it's for sale, it's got to be okay. Otherwise, you know, they, whoever they is, wouldn't let us, you know, buy it. But it's just not the way the system yeah. is set up. The system is 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 set up to to sell <laughs> and to uh, and to make some profits. So these large corporations <laughs> aren't their their priority is not our safety and well-being what are you talking about i don't think their priority is necessarily to poison everyone i think it's just that it's just that lack of yeah. um it, it's just not it's not a 
priority, sadly. Um, it, you know, my drive my, I've always driven my kids nuts, but, you know, we go through the grocery store and, you know, my son will ask for, you know, this or that. Well, it's in the store. It can't be that bad. I'm like, no, 90% of what's in the store shouldn't even be in the store. Yeah. It's garbage. It's poison. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Dr. Erin Zamzow about, in the second half of the show, um, her product, which is Vivo Animals. You can find them online, vivoanimals.com, V-I-V-O animals.com. This is one way that you can help your dog detox. We'll be back. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. She marked our trail up the back room ridge. How many times can one dog be? Keeps me high as an eagle when I'm on the skids. I guess you gotta come down eventually. But I could have gone that extra mile or an extra bark or an extra smile. Looking for an easy way to give your dog's food a boost in nutrition? Or maybe your dog has a sensitive digestive tract, itchy skin, or is just a picky eater. We've had such great success feeding St. John Creamery raw goat's milk to our pack, and I recommend it to my clients all the time. You can get raw goat's milk for your dog all over the country. But if you live in Western Washington, be sure it's St. John Creamery you reach for in the freezer section of your local independent pet supply store. You can also pick up your milk at drop locations around the area. Visit stjohncreamery.com to learn more. That's stjohncreamery.com. Your dogs will love you for it. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Whispering Dragon Center in Seattle, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 10th, it's a best Sunday with Dr. Nels Rasmussen in the studio. Dr. Nels can help with emotional, behavioral, or physical problems, and he can test for allergies, drug or supplement compatibility and dosages for you or your animal friends. Call us early. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, this Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 11.30, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 11.50. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. Dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it, and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me, host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. (laughs) Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Sweet by the flyer's side. 
for free. That's just my dog and me. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. That's a lovely tune. It's one of my favorite ones. I was kind of hoping you were going to play Britney Spears' Toxic, but that's okay. <laughs> I know she's not the first to jump to your mind, Eric. If she had only uh, talked a little bit more about dogs in that song, <laughs> I, I would have gone for it. Uh, so welcome back. We're talking with Dr. Aaron Zamzow, a veterinarian and owner of Vivo Animals, removing the barriers to wellness. So uh, this is a dietary supplement, as that would be the category, yes? Yes. So um, I have been referring my clients to this product as a specifically in response to, okay, hey, my dog's react. Okay, so super paraphrasing. Hey, my dog's reactive. Okay, what this, 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 and that. Do you do chemical flea medications? Yes. Okay, don't. You know, stop doing that. Do this instead. Flea Busters, Wonderside. We talked about that in the first part of the show. Uh, okay, when was your last dose? Ooh, we just gave it to him last weekend. Okay. What? And then I'm thinking, is there anything that can help sort of show him the door, so to speak, you know? Um, and then I remembered that you have this product and so reached out to you about it. And so I'm excited to learn more about how this works in the body, what, you know, it's, it helps um, with digestion and immune function and the stuff that we talked about, nervous system, endocrine systems. And there's, um, so t tell me about the components of Vivo Animals and what they do. How are they helping? Okay, thank you. Um, we have two main products. One is called Zeo Complete and one is called Zeo Clear. The, the base of both of those products is a mineral called a zeolite. And zeolites have started to, well, I guess maybe about 10 years ago, I started learning, uh, maybe 11, 12 years ago, I started learning about zeolites. I actually became more aware of environmental toxins when my sister invited me to a focus group for the Washington Toxics Coalition and started learning about all this stuff. So being a veterinarian, I started thinking about what we could do for our animals. I worked with other supplements, and I'm, I'm an integrated veterinarian, so I'm um, fairly holistic in my approaches, try to do the least harm, most good approach. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked into what, what zeolites can do, what types of zeolites to use. A zeolite is a... It's a crystal formation. You could go to a gem and mineral show and see big chunks of beautiful zeolites. When they're, when they're finally, and there's many, many different kinds. And there are synthetic zeolites. So zeolite is a luminosilicate molecule. It's basically aluminum, silica, and oxygen. But it is a type of structure that it, it's a crystal and the way it's formed, it's a bit of a sort of, I guess you could say a basket or a cage-like structure. Mm. The overall charge of a zeolite molecule is negative. So it tends to attract positive um, substances, very small positive substances. So the overall charge is negative. It attracts positive su substances. And the way a zeolite works 
uh, in the body is through a process called cation exchange. So a cation is a positively charged molecule, and the large cations like potassium and calcium and magnesium are very loosely held because it's just sort of an attraction. They can trade out. It's, it's like um, sort of passing off one molecule, one uh, atom and grabbing onto another one. So what is very attractive to a zeolite, what is very drawn to it, are the heavy metals. And when they get bonded into a zeolite, because they're much smaller, they get inside that cage-like structure and they don't get let go. So it's very important to have a source of zeolite that is what we call cleaned, or in, in our case with our products, they're air purified. So we use the lighter particles. There's a lot of information out there on the internet about zeolites. I've, I've been reading it for years and talked to a lot of different researchers. And for a long time, there was sort of this um, idea put out that they had to be um, processed in a very special way so that they were perfectly clean to go into your body so they didn't do any harm. And I just, over working with this product for 10 years, I just haven't really found that that's necessarily true. Uh, I'm not saying that the what they call them is micronized uh, zeolites that are in liquid form aren't uh, necessarily of benefit, but our zeolites, they are very small in size, but they're made to work in the digestive tract. I don't know that zeolites were ever made to go into the bloodstream. <laughs> so. Ours work in the digestive tract, but they are analyzed for heavy metal content and contamination. They're from a very pure source. That's the base of both of our products. The ZeoClear has diatomaceous earth added to it. It's freshwater diatomaceous earth, which is the food grade kind. It's been used for decades in uh, animal feed. It's also used in pool filters as a zeolite. That's not the kind we use. <laughs> Um, so your source is very important. We're very careful about where we get our products. We make sure they're analyzed for toxins and heavy metals so we're not contributing to the problem. We're making the problem better. Uh, the Zeo Complete product is full of antioxidants. If you read the label, we've got a lot of immune-supporting herbs in there. We've got uh, digestive support. The antioxidants in there... The reason we included a high antioxidant product is because one of the things that toxics do in the body and some toxins and stress overall mm. and aging is it creates oxidative stress on our tissues and it creates free radicals are created. And the antioxidants help to what we call quench the free radicals. A free radical is an unstable molecule. It's missing an electron and it's running around looking for something to pair up with. And in that process, it wreaks havoc on the tissue. <laughs> so the antioxidants are in there in, in a small dose, but they all help to recycle each other. So we call them networking antioxidants. They work with the natural antioxidants in our body, and they are in a small dose just to sort of help boost that antioxidant property. There is such a thing as too many antioxidants. It sounds weird, but 
it's a, it's a process that has to happen naturally in the body, reduction, oxidation. That's a normal biochemical process. I'm mm. happy because I'm talking about physiology. Um, <laughs> and then the zeoclear is something that, uh, a product that has both diatomaceous earth and zeolite in it. And it's, it has the fructooligosaccharides for digestive support. It also has some antioxidants in there, some burdock root for liver support. And we've just found these two combinations have just worked beautifully over the years. Mm. So what would you see, okay, first of all, I, it's so fascinating to me how the body works. Isn't it incredible? It is. It really is. I mean. It's what makes medicine so interesting. I know. Yeah. Gosh, it's just incredible. How the design and the, blows my mind. I love it. Um, something that's interesting to me is, it's ironic, is that, you know, you're talking about the, the positive and negative charge and da 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 da, da and go you know going through this stuff and you're talking about um, I think that this comes up a lot with like quote unquote alternative therapies which is so which can you know is like in danger of being considered like woo woo you know mm -hmm. but the thing is is that this is based in science like. Right. You're talking about science, you know, ions and all, like molecules and atoms and how we know they behave in the world. Ask the scientists, mm -hmm. you know, established science. And I, I know this because I I'm an animal science background and I, you know, learned a little bit so I can follow you. And, you know, I'm making me want to go back to school. But. And it's like, oh, you know, well, that's so, you know, alternative. And it's like, oh, my gosh. No, it's not. It's actually not at all. Yeah, it's pretty, it, it's actually pretty, pretty basic uh, physiology and science. I think, I think where we um, get off track a little bit is that a lot of people that are attracted to alternative, I guess, I don't even like the term alternative because I feel like it's more of, of the basic, like, let's just do what we can obvious. to support health. Like obvious. Yeah, let's just support the immune system, right? Yeah. Let's support the gut. Let's support the basic body system. Totally. And then, and I'm not anti-medication. I'm not anti-vaccine even. I'm anti-over-vaccine. Yeah. Um, uh, so we don't, I think that in the, in the holistic health world, both in the, in the human field and, and in the animal field and all the overlapping is, you get people on so far on one side of the bell curve that every conspiracy theory that comes up and, you know, suddenly we're, oh, my God, microwaves are killing us and, you know, smart meters in our homes are spying on us and, and things like that. We, we, just, we have to get back to kind of let's just talk about kind of what we know, keep an open mind to what we don't know mm -hmm. and that maybe more evidence is coming along. I'm always open to new information but I, I really like to have um, established information and not go off on some unknown mm. tangent. I think we have enough to deal with in this world without uh, spinning yeah. our, our imaginations out of control right. and getting worried about things we don't yeah. that may or may not be happening. There's enough drama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I like that. I do like that, though. Obvious instead of alternative. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and not, not to say that 
this is that. But um, so what? So this is digestive. So this is a powder, and it's got a scoop inside, and mm-hmm. you just scoop it into your pet's food. Yeah, they're both both products that we have are fine powders, and we really emphasize that you need to to mix it with a moist food or add some water. Hopefully, our dog and cat owners are all. If you're feeding kibble, you're adding water to it. Or, or you're feeding a moist food. Goat milk, St. John Creamery or, or raw goat, goat milk milks. is what we love. Some some kind of a liquid. Uh, they're fine powders, and they're not meant to be inhaled, and they're really not good to be inhaled. Mm-hmm. And one of the big criticisms of diatomaceous earth is that, oh, my gosh, it's going to cause mesothelioma um, or even zeolite because some zeolites are fibrous but don't use you know, we don't use the fibrous ones. We use ones that are known to be generally recognized as safe yeah. by, by the FDA. So you had said that, too, and I wanted to kind of go back to that because that was a question that I had about um, diatomaceous earth, which mm-hmm. is a product that's definitely out there quite a bit mm-hmm. in the pet industry. Um, and you had mentioned something. I don't think we were on the air yet. I don't think about how like, well, how not putting it necessarily on the animal, but, and then this whole thing of inhalation. So what's the proper application for these things? Well, uh, some people do like to put diatomaceous earth uh, out in the environment or, or on their animals. I think probably, you know, if it's in the environment, like in your garden or something as a, as a pesticide, it's pretty safe as long as you don't have a bunny rabbit going in there sniffing on it or something, it's going to get absorbed into the, into the earth fairly quickly and it's mm-hmm. going to be completely benign. Um, I, I worry, I do worry about people putting it, rubbing it into their animals in the dry form because some of it is going to get inhaled from, from them or from their animals. And it, it's really not something you want to inhale. It's a little, um, it's a little fossilized diatom basically. And just like any other fine particulate matter, it's, it's not great for our lungs. So if you're going to do that, wear a mask, be really careful. But I, I personally prefer to, to use it as a, a feed-through. And I, we don't claim that it acts as a pesticide internally. There have been a lot of anecdotal stories and some, I did some research when I was looking at using it about it being used as a feed-through and having reduced parasite loads. But there's also some talk that when you wet it down, it doesn't, doesn't really work that way. That's not really why it's in there. It's in there to help pull toxins out of the body, to help balance the pH. And diatomaceous earth internally is actually a decent um, source of silica in the diet, which is very important for healthy hair, skin, nails, hooves, mm. um, that sort of thing. Zeolite is not a source of silica, nor would you want it to be, because as I stated earlier, it's an aluminosilicate molecule. So you don't want those two separating because you really don't want to be feeding aluminum. Not that it's well absorbed by the gastrointestinal tract, mm-hmm. but it's still nothing we would purposely right. feed an animal. I think it was diatomaceous earth years ago that I touched and it made my hand really, really, really dry. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking, if I put this all over my animal's body, I mean, it was yeah. like free. I was 
like, whoa, this is a little... Un- it's, a, it's a powerful desiccant. Super dry. Yeah. And that's how it's used in animal feed, actually, is to dry it out so it doesn't uh, grow molds. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't want to have that all over my body. I yeah. feel like it would be uncomfortable and potentially not just good for the skin. Yeah. Okay, so vivoanimals.com is the website, V-I-V-O-Animals.com. And this is a powder. You have two products, Zeo Complete and Zeo Clear. So why would a person get one versus the other? What would be, you know, somebody's thinking about their pet, aside from just that you think it's good for everybody? Um, what would be, and then what, how would somebody choose between the two? Yeah, we're, we're working on a, how do I choose our website is a bit of a work in progress, but I've been a practicing veterinarian for the last 27 years. So I haven't put as much effort into this <laughs> as I am now. Yeah. I'm, I'm injured. So I'm, I'm slowing down on my horse practice and Got it. doing a lot more on this. Um, so the Zeo Complete is, as I mentioned, is a high antioxidant product and it has a lot more immune support. So with animal supplements, as you probably know, uh, we cannot name. We can't talk about disease conditions. We can't talk about curing anything or treating anything. So this is really our goal. Like like we say, it's to remove the barriers to wellness. the The Zeal Complete is really designed when you need more antioxidants for an aging animal, mm. where there may be um, joint challenges, mobility challenges. Mm. Um, recovery from injury or surgery, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in horses, we have a lot of a lot of hoof and and feet challenges that 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 seems to help with. Mm-hmm. So when we need more antioxidants, so I generally say in our in our older animals, when you have your itises, <laughs> think about your itises. That's you know that itis in arthritis, der- yeah, dermatitis, okay. you know things like that. A lot of immune support too. So maybe if you're if if you're having a lot of immune challenges, there's mm. a lot of immune suppression, autoimmune things like that. The the Zeo Clear is really what I would consider more for digestive support. Okay, seems to work very well for that. It's I use it a lot in the younger animals as more of a routine detox. Don't necessarily give it every day all the time, but maybe run through a tub once a quarter, twice a year, something mm-hmm. like that. More of a, because I, I like the idea of helping the body detox in a lot of different ways, not just with this product, but, you know, with the right herbs and, you know, a different food sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, even taking a break from different animal proteins can give the body a break. Mm-hmm. So what about stress? Mm. Is it, is it? Potentially helping, uh, if if I'm thinking about my clients and I've got somebody who's just adopted a dog who was through this, that, and the other thing and is adjusting to their new home, which is a a lovely home, but they're still adjusting and they've just been through a lot. Is that a, well, I think it it, help just generally? I think generally it can if we think about the fact that Stress impacts the body. Mm. Stress impacts our neurotransmitters. We don't always think of it that way, but it does. It impacts the gut. Stress alone can change our gut microbiome. Okay? So adding in support 
So you might think about, say, zeal clear in a younger animal or a kitty or something that, that's been very stressed. Interesting thing, um, with the, the zeal complete, it has a lot of adaptogens in it, and that can be very helpful for stress. Adaptogen? So, adaptogens. Those adaptogens are wonderful herbs. Um, that, well, it has reishi and cordyceps mushroom, which are great immune modulating so they can turn the immune system up, turn the immune system down. Mm-hmm. Th- that's an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like a little smart bomb for the body. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Took my adaptogens today. I can handle well, anything. Well, I've, I've actually had a lot of, <laughs> of, of pet parents tell me that their animals seemed calmer and happier when they're on the zeal complete. I don't know if that's just because they felt better or if sure. there is a calming you, element to You it. can't separate anything, really. Exactly. But you can't separate wellness, physical wellness, chemical wellness with behavior. Right. Mind, body. Can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I know if I am feeling one way versus versus another, I may act different. You know, it might change Mm -hmm. my um, how I behave or even just my ability cognitively or my energy level or, you know, so it's so so, so, so important. And I, you know, devoted so many episodes over the years to wellness mm-hmm. because, you know, one, if we, without our health, we have nothing really. I mean, it's so everything. Nutrition is so, 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 so key. Um, but you just can't separate right. any of it. And, and there's a lot that we don't have control over in the world as far as what's going to impact us. Yeah. So why not, um, you know, be responsible for what we do have control over and do the best for ourselves and for our animals as best we can, yeah. as best as as we can afford or for what we have the energy for and the exactly. time for. But to just, okay, what what can I do to help just make a difference in a positive way? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of choices out there. We try to we've tried to really keep the price point reasonable. We use all human grade products, all human grade herbs. Um, we try to get organic, non-GMO wherever we can. But we've we really tried to keep the price point reasonable so that it's something that's pretty accessible yeah. to to people that have pets. And so, we do a lot of charity donations as well. Yeah. So. Well. Um, I'm excited about this product and, you know, we don't have any paid advertisers on the show, so I don't talk about products unless I'm, I'm into them and my listeners know that. So ch- definitely check this out, you guys. VivoAnimals.com is the website. V-I-V-O-Animals.com. There's more information there on it. Um, Zeo Complete and Zero Clear. And is there a way for somebody to get in touch if they have questions about it? Yeah, you can go to our website and uh, email us through the website, or you can call our home office at 509-933-1190. I know that in Seattle, uh, Ancient Arts Vet in Great. Fremont, Dr. Yeah. Darla Ruers, yeah. they stock our product okay. and are, work a lot with detoxification, okay. also a wonderful And people can practice. order from anywhere in the world. Uh, you, can, you can order from anywhere in the United States. In the U.S., okay. <laughs> because we, getting products outside the okay. United States with herbs in it can be Because we do have some international <laughs> listeners, so I just wanted if to be If we get really that. big, we'll set some okay. over in Europe. <laughs> Perfect. Anywhere in the U.S., check it out, vivoanimals.com. That's it for us today. Thank you, Dr. Zamzow, for your time today. And thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.
You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.